Let's go. Let's get it underway. Let's just fuck you it. You need some intro yeah. music. Do, 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 do. We lost to the max like, free. No. no like it's 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 an... It's Anthemacum. It's It's Anthemacum. I'll sort it. I'll sort it out or something. I don't know. Let's just. Let's get the. Uh, let's. Was it eat the frog? The proverbial fr phrase. I don't know. You, you got to get the. The freddo. Yeah, you got to just get the get the crap out of the way early, early doors. We lost three 0 to the mags. Uh, that's going to be a big discussion in this podcast. But first and foremost, let's do the introductions left to right. We've got David the Doofus. Hello. Myself, Anthony Macam. Paul Wilson. Hello. The one and only Westy. Hello. Hello. And Jacob, Yorkshire Mackham. Good, good evening, FTM. <laughs> oh, right. I, I, I think we should lead it from the, the guys who were actually at the game. So um, both Paul and Westy were at the game. Slightly different experiences. Um, Westy was uh, getting some... <laughs> Some nice bevies in the in the corpse and uh, Paul in the southwest stand. So we'll go with the corporate side because I think you said there's some uh, some good news or some entertaining news from from that side. So, well, I mean, I want to say entertainment. Like, well, I got there. It was it was fairly packed. Probably the, the, the busiest I've seen it. I've done it a couple of times. Uh, Pickford was right behind us on my table. He was getting swamped, uh, so I didn't bother going up to him. Barini was in and around there as well. But he they pushed him downstairs to what I saw later on, he was sort of introduced himself to the players as they were coming in. So the the, the, the mood and you know the it was quite jovial. Bob Moncur was there, if you, if you know Bob Moncur as he played for the Mags uh, for a fair amount of time and he did a bit of stint at someone. So, so he was like the, the the media if you like for for both sides. There was Mags in the corporate, um, which oh. is always going to—it's always going to be like that, you know. what I mean, because it's you know, where the money's at, boxes, mail, stuff like that. So they were in and around there. There was one on my table, um, uh, you know. To be fair, I didn't say much. Obviously, you know, he, he wasn't going to kick off or anything. But I think once the drink started flowing uh, later on in the match, people started gobbling off and, as you know, kicking off. Not nothing tremendous, you know. I mean, nothing to write home about, but. Um, <laughs> I, what, what I'd say is, you know, from my point of view, like the crowd, obviously the, the, the atmosphere was electric at the start. Mm -hmm. and I, I've got one or two like bugbears talking about crowd and I'll just get out of the way first. So we conceded half time. Uh, obviously then one, two and three went in. Now when the third went in, people started to disappear. Not a lot, but a few. Uh, and there was still a big crowd there at the end, if you notice. My argument of that is, or, or what I'm not happy about, is if you rewind two or three weeks earlier, the Coventry game, when that third goal went in, mm -hmm. the fucking whole ground emptied. Oh, yeah. Now, and, there was, and, and there was still 20, 25 minutes of football left. So I get it. We, we, you know, we, we love the club, we support the club. But what I want to see is the fans just fucking say, I get it. Sometimes it's going to be shit. You know, once you get one goal and there's a lot of people there, things can turn. So, and I'll give you one example before we move on to Paul. Yeah. I live uh, in uh, Everton, EWCW, where the 21s play. Right, okay, yeah. yeah. Me, me and Luke went down to watch fucking West Brom, Sunderland 21s. At half time, and the weather was shit, it was 3 0, and we had a man sent off. 
Right, I fucking, I was like, this is fucking shit, I'm leaving. <laughs> we 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 steered, right, and we fucking drew 3-3. Three, three. Yeah, yeah. Ten men, it, and it was fucking men. So, like, what all I say to the fans is, look, I get it, sometimes it's fucking mega shit, but just try and steer and keep, because that, that yeah. packed out crowd we saw at the weekend, you know, we don't see it often enough, you know, so that's I'm... just my point. I mean, I get I get where you're coming from with that, mate. But I, I also I think with good football, you get a lot more fans watching it. So it is a, it is a level we need to get back to. Because when I started watching this team, we were week in week out, just quality. The stadium was passed. You couldn't you struggled for. Ever you, since we've been relegated from the Premier, you know, because of our downfall. Not not really. It's probably a couple of years beforehand. I'd say it's probably since the uh, Gus Poyer era. You could find seats. Um, week in week out before that i always struggled so um yeah it's it's i think it's a it's a nice to have but i'd rather have everybody there that's passionate we could have tw- ten thousand empty seats and as long as everybody there actually supports the club well, then the other way around we'll get back to that you know when it's proper packed mm. uh, usual league games for Sunderland, but mm. it's probably yeah. only going to happen when we're back in prem innit? it's not <laughs> going to happen in championship oh well to be fair the last time we went up with Keane. It was packed every every single week because we were playing good football. So it's just like we like to watch our team perform well, and we're a bit at the minute. If we're being yeah, brutal, a bit like hit and miss. If we were consistent, I get it. Hit, I get it. But you've got to take the rough with the smooth, like you know, as a fan. And I'll I'll take you back two years when I was sat watching fucking someone play Mansfield Town and Fanek and was in defence. We got beat one 0 and it was grim. You know what I mean? But yeah, you, you've got to. You can't have an empty stadium. People have got to watch the shit, you know, and get the good stuff as well, you know. So I, I just, I'd like to see more there, obviously. Yeah. But people just stay there, and I fucking understand people leaving. It really winds me up. Um, you know what I mean? What, what to say? What? Oh, oh, do you know what? I got all my extra after a whirly. Look, isn't that amazing? I mean, if you're making the effort to go to the game, you should watch the whole game. That's that's my opinion yeah. on it. But I, I get why some people some people leave. Um, if if the team's not putting the effort in, why should you as a fan put in the effort? So, yeah, I, I, I get where you're coming from, which is why I think a lot of our fans stuck around for the 90 in, in this game as well. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll talk a little bit more after Paul tells us how he uh, experienced the game. Well, uh, before kickoff, actually, um, well, me and Bavis actually went, went to the ground a bit early because uh, of course the turnstiles was open early uh, but, but before we went inside uh, we actually went you know where the players come in yeah yeah um, yeah, yeah, yeah the the side tunnel the side tunnel or the, do you mean like the big where the yeah, big yeah. crest is no uh, you know like before the game the players come in yeah. oh yeah yeah you know, the get buses. autographs and stuff yeah yeah uh, well actually we went around there because there was a lot of um a lot of Sunderland fans actually around there, and we were like, "Oh, what's happening here?" Uh, our team coach came in because uh, the, uh, the players decided not to come in the cars just in case they're in trouble. Um, our crowd actually gave the, our players a massive cheer as soon as they got off that team coach to actually go on the ground. Uh, Newcastle's team coach arrived with a big massive booze that I've never heard of before. It, it was very pan- <laughs> it was, it sounds, it was it, that loud. It sounds pantomime to me, mate. But yeah, 
uh, like I said before we started, there was a little bit of trouble. Mm -hmm. uh, actually, I thought it was Newcastle fans behind us, but it wasn't. Um, it was, I think, it was about two Sunderland fans behind. Uh, they were fighting. Uh, it was actually my corner that actually had to get the police um, to actually come up uh, to actually sort it out. Uh, they came up, they actually threw the, the actually lad out at half time, he didn't come back. So you're saying fans were fighting with themselves? Yeah, they were. Oh, weird. Uh, uh, I was actually shouting at Michael Beale because I, I was actually not happy when he only brought one change on. Mm hmm. I mean, mm. that was like the 85th minute as well, something like that. It was later on. It was early, or I. It's just it was yeah. Well, I'll talk about I'll talk about the, the the whole game management and the overflow of the game, right? So I thought we played all right. We played solid um, up until up until was it was a Hume that made the weird tackle, or was it O nine um, against against Bruno? A bombs passed and gets a clear clear pass into the box, like one of the best potential opportunities for a cross that you'll ever see. And it was going in the back of the net regardless. So Ballard tries to hook it clear and it goes off his knee and uh, it goes for one nil. That's about thirty five minutes in. That kind of showed you where the momentum was going to go for the rest of the game. Hello, Cabby, welcome. <laughs> um, Hello. We. We then, I don't think we played poorly up until the end of the half. We we, we realised what kind of moment it was. We weren't attacking that often. I think we had like one shot and it wasn't anywhere near going on target either in that entire first half. So they were rightly in front. Um, the way they scored the goal felt a little bit fortunate though. It felt lucky and we could have, if we kicked in that second half, potentially clawed, back, clawed something back into the game. But the way we started that second half, it's like... Beale did nothing at half time to actually amp up the players. Maybe he said play it out from the back, play calm, composed, and, and Equa thought he had way too much time on the ball. Gets it snatched off him, and it's an absolute tap in for Isaac. Um, square ball if you're playing uh, EA FIFA or whatever you call it. It's just, it's a sweaty goal. <laughs> anyway, you look at it. Um, and that is what, less than 40 seconds into the half, and you're just like, okay, the game's theirs now. How do we, how do we as a team? get something from it and the only way we actually kind of had any potential hope in that game in my humble opinion is from Pritchard Pritchard had the best shots the best chances the best play ball uh, through to Clark um, he had a shots from about 25-30 yards out and hit the crossbar once um, I, I, I keep forgetting this their keeper's name Dubrovkin Dubrovnikov Dubrovka Dubrovka thank Dubrovka. you <laughs> Martin Dubrovka um, uh, yeah, I think he had that one effort from Pritchard to save all game. So we can't really say like creatively up up, up forward uh, up front. We we did enough to uh, to do enough to get something from it. Um, and then finally, I think we actually just let the third goal in because Ballard was just pissed off. Um, uh, we wouldn't concede that goal in the normal day. I think it was just a let, let's just seal the deal. Uh, let's let's just I don't know like hurt the player. I guess he was frustrated. Fills him in the box. Definite penalty. And it's a tap in for Isaac from the spot. Pre nil. If you if you look at the bench, like I know we only made one sub, I'll go through the bench. So it was Bishop, Pembelia, Samiro, Burst or Bar, O'Shea, Selt, Trianus and Ray. Now that you don't turn around and look at that bench, Ivan. You know what? 
these can make you know these can change the game because half of them are bands. In fact, the majority of them are bands. Mm. Bar she's. So he was really limited in, in 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 what we could do in that respect. I'd say we missed Roberts massively. He was a massive miss because that you know he's an outlet, but all the outlet the only outlet we had was 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 Clark, you know, and they, they, he was fucking tied up the whole game. And trivia, to be fair, to trivia. I mean, he's England international, and he and he and mm-hmm. he did. He had him in his back pocket the whole game. And I'd say on the opposite side, Hume was fucking Gordon had Hume's pants down the whole game as well. You you could see that mm-hmm. the, the experience and the the level was, was was too much to cope with. A lot of people went missing. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just about that. I think some of them were fucking totally starstruck. Uh, you know, and you you could see that. You know, but as far yeah. as game managing goes, on Bill's part, I think he was very limited to what he could do. If you know what I mean. I mean, yes, he was limited in what he could do, mate. But also, he didn't do anything. He put his starting eleven out and left it for eighty-five minutes. For me, that's not game management. That's just like. I guess. Do you know when? Do you know when Southgate like just threw a team out against Iceland and said, "Go, just have fun." That's exactly what I think it, it felt like to me, and anyways, from Bale's perspective of our team, we weren't expected to get anything from the game. But at least no. when we go go behind at half time, change the formation up, get uh, yeah. try something yeah. new. Don't... I tell you, the killer, the, the killer in the game was Edward. After fucking that, that killed the game. No, yeah, it was one nil. Oh, you know, when people got in at half time, the messages when coming out is don't fucking concede at ten to fifteen minutes. That's at any level. Yep. Keep it tight. Don't concede. 40 seconds in and he does that, the game's over. Do you know yeah. what I mean? It, 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 that killed it off. I don't want to slag Ekwar off too much. You know, I, I know, some people don't like him. Like, you know, obviously fucking David Lundsdale doesn't like him. I get that. But <laughs> I, I think he, he plays well in play. He's a good passer with the ball. But that's I'll, a mistake. Yeah. Yeah, well, speaking of Davy Lonsdale, Davy's in the chat. You've got Andy in the chat, uh, Crouchy in the chat, Acacia, and Jim. So we've got we've got every, <laughs> we've got everybody um, popping in the chat, giving their opinions, and and one of the consistent ones um, from Andy, from Jim, and I think Acacia as well earlier on is saying uh, for for me oh, it was Hume. He just didn't have a good game. Poor game. Although the other players were under par as well. If one if one player is underperforming, does that have a knock-on effect with everybody around them, though, or is it just part and parcel of the, uh, the way we play the game? Uh, you set the tone. Like for <laughs> me, I'm a great believer in the game is won and lost in the middle of the park. Right. right. Looking at the middle of the park, yeah, I thought Daniel did okay in spells, but you know, like why? Didn't cover himself in fucking glory, uh, like I've just said. Mm-hmm. Pritchard, I think Pritchard got more into the game. I know he's playing sort of terrible, but he got more into the game when Joe Linton went off because I thought Joe Linton was their best player. And uh, for fucking Job, he was invisible for 90 minutes. And, you know, yeah. he, he just wasn't there. Their midfield, like Linton, uh, fucking, what's the other one? Uh, Gamares, uh, Longstaff. Fucking right, they make the mm-hmm. boss that middle, and we couldn't get out. We, we, we just couldn't, we couldn't get a grip. We haven't got a big man up top to hold the ball up. So, you know, if you can't get out midfield and you can't get out up top, you know, it, it, it's going to be difficult. 
Yeah. So uh, to the let's try and remove it from the negative side of it from from Sullen and, and just I think quickly go for, go through um, go through the rest of everybody's opinions. Who was the the standout player for Sunderland? Who who seemed to put their heart on the sleeve or who put in the best effort? Um, I'll, I'll go backwards. So we'll go Jacob, Westy, Paul, David, and then Cabby. So who who are you seeing was our standout player, Jacob? <laughs> I'll probably go with so standout is in good. Is in yeah. Who 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 was who was put? Who do you think actually did a decent job? Obviously, we lost, but Pritchard probably. Okay. Probably go with Pritchard. <laughs> Wait. Like like shots and that you know he just had the best shots in the game. Okay. In my I'll, opinion. Okay, I'll tally these up. Uh, we've got uh, Andy saying Pritchard. <laughs> I'm assuming that's Pritchard as well. Uh, Davy uh, saying Lugo nine. Westy. I've gone, uh, you know, look, I know he made two mistakes, but I've gone Ballard. Yeah, okay. Uh, 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 are you mine in a second? <laughs> yeah, well, mine's actually the same, Dan Ballard, because to be honest, without Ballard, uh, that, that could have been more scores than that. Yeah. Uh, Wesley's saying, I'll tell you, it wasn't, it wasn't Equa. <laughs> 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 uh, Deeds go Pritchard. Um, oh, Kish has been been greedy here. I want to say whatever you said first, Luke or Knight. There you go. Uh, I want to back Ballard as well. I know like he conceded that goal and did the penalty, but again, I think last minute of the game didn't didn't, didn't care. The game's already written off. You might as well put in a, a hefty tackle on somebody you don't like. And the first one was just unfortunate. So I'm I'm backing Ballard as well. David. Um, yeah, I'm going to go Ballard. Um, on goal, it was, it's, you can't really fall him for that, really. It's just unlucky. Um, I think he defended really, really well most of the game. He had an unlucky few moments, but what can you do? Yeah. And I also love the fact that he absolutely plastered that Newcastle lad right in. I can't. I can't remember which player. What was it? Isaac. They uh, took down. Um, I think it was. I think it was Isaac. Hang on. If you could double check. That'd be great. Let me have a look. Yeah, yeah. And Cabby, who are you saying? I'm going for um, Ballard because he was absolutely solid at the back. Um, there was no getting past him, um, and it was just unfortunate. Um, even some of the Newcastle fans were saying like, um, he's, he's a good enough Ballard. Like, so I've got to go with him. I read his potential with our club as well. If he sticks around with us, he could be, he could be one of those players that like, we could even sell him for loads of money. Like, but I think he could, if he wants to stick around, he could, he could go with wherever we go. We go, but I think he's one of the few people that we keep in the prem. Um, oh no, it's long neck, long staff. Oh no, Gordon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we we had a little bit of a joke on the uh, watch along, by the way, just about how freakish Anthony Gordon's neck is. It's ridiculous. He's like a giraffe mix with a gazelle. It's just weird. Right, he's an ugly bastard. There's no getting away from that. His neck is outside. His neck is outside. Wester, do you not think he looks like a rat? It looks like a like some creature. It looks a bit like Roland Rat. If you, yeah, I don't think you remember Roland Rat, but yeah. yeah. Roland Rat is one of those places you want to 
just, it just has one of those faces you want to smack, don't you? Just want to smash I mean, a glass bottle over his head. Yeah, I, I think I'm very uniquely placed in. I was a, a, the bearer of a lot of stick from uh, Jodie's over the weekend, obviously because of the content creating stuff and, and, and the, uh, the live watch along. But one of the comments that consistently came through from Newcastle fans was Luke Nine's best moment of the game is tackling like Miley, who's a kid. But like like the only tackle you can do is against a kid. I mean, our entire team, if you look at it, was under twenty one on average on that game. So I find it really bizarre that they they, they go you can only beat kids, but then like our entire team's on average like four years younger than their squad combined. It's really, really we a weird tangent. So on the back of that, is there anything that you think, like, from a Sunderland versus Newcastle banter side of it that, that stood out over the weekend for you? That, for me, was the uh, the, the, the cherry pick of it. Like, <laughs> um, yeah. I thought, look, look, I've been to a few derbies. But yeah. what I'd say is, I didn't, I didn't think... I've seen worse atmospheres, I've got to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. You know, I, like, as far as, like violence goes and I get it was well policed but like I thought it was pretty tame if I've got to be honest that's that's the way I saw it I don't know what anyone thought you didn't pick up on much of the the side of it uh well look we were loud we were loud I get that maybe it's when the fucking third goal went in we, we you could hear them a little bit more but overall I, I, I you know they're chanting it's the usual shit <laughs> Alan Johnson what I'd say about the Alan Johnson chant is <laughs> they need to update it because they say he's going down for nonsense. He's already been sentenced and served time. So and he's out already. It. He's been out for like yeah, four years. Out. So he's done time for nonsense and they need to change the lyric. <laughs> well, it's I, a joke that he got six yeah. years. I, I mean, well, I, I mean, you know, here's a nonce. He, he is a nonce, yeah, you're right. But like, uh, for me, it's. But like, uh, yeah, he, we, we like, caught him though. We caught him. <laughs> You gotta remember, he was well, an England player and a Man City player and a Borough player at one point. Where do they get the same shit? And fun fact, he did start off at Newcastle for two years, so I don't know if you know that, but there you go. He was a <laughs> boy, boy player there. Um, was yeah, he was so, a Newcastle fan. Growing up, he's a Geordie boy. Uh, so he learned, he learned his trade at fucking <laughs> on the town, then, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Tappy. Oh. Bad Geordie bastards. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah but like. But, <laughs> Nah, like, nah, I, the, 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 the cringe, like you say, the, the, the thing at the end they did with the, with the picture was the was the main sort of like, what the fuck are they doing, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It, 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 it's like some, I don't know, like they're going to put it up in the fucking family museum. You know, it's like, every, every loads of teams play have derbies, but not, I've never seen anyone take a picture, ever, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's... They, they can see all I want about that picture, and you know, it's there forever, blah, 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 but it's... I, I, I don't understand it. I thought it was fucking cringy, if you ask me. You know what I mean? It, it was like, mm-hmm. you know, what, what's missing... i tell you what's missing off the picture, fucking silverware, mate. So what I'll do is, <laughs> what I'll do is, I, I, I'll just fucking... I'll just superimpose people who win the FA Cup next year. Every year you don't win it. You know what I mean? Because oh. it's, it's, it's... I don't know, it's just a moment, I guess... By Tyndall, and now they fucking love it. But if I was looking at another team, not just Sunderland, say a, Bur- a Villa Birmingham and fucking Villa did that, I'd say it was cringy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
well, Cabby sent us a photo of the Newcastle, t- that same Newcastle photo, but there were signs on the Newcastle place saying, Jim will fix it for you. And there was a picture of Jimmy Savile behind the uh, Newcastle team. Uh, uh, Cabby, what are you doing yeah. there? It, 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 he found it. I think another summer fan created it and Cabby sent it to me. No, and it was just... I, I created it. I did the picture. It was, it was my, it's my work. It's gone viral. It's my dad said he saw that photo. <laughs> I had thousands well, of shells in it. I did it, I, I did it. <laughs> you got too much time on your hand, mate. Uh, so whilst whilst you've piped up there, Cabby, what what's what is the standout banter from the weekend? That photo. Yeah. <laughs> You're still on mute. <laughs> Cabby. Turn it off, turn it on again. There you go. No? Okay. I'll move on to Paul then. I'll move on to Paul because that is that's so much dead air. Paul, I'm back. I'm back. God. You're such an old man, mate. Like, come on. Well, I, I sympathise. He had dramas with fucking comms last week. It took me fucking 20 minutes to work it out. I just heard you cough in the background. I'm like, you can talk now. Um, go on. What's the sad note banter from, from the weekend then? It's just, there's just that many though, aren't there? I mean, from the the usual gubbins of the supporters booing the the, the teams and that, mm. and um, it's turned out of it. Sorry about that background noise. There a second. Um, That's alright. I don't know. I mean, the standout. Are, are you on about like what what was on the pitch, what was off the pitch, or? Just the banter side of it, like obviously the photo, the um, shit housery, the shit housery. Yeah, what what shit housery? St- like, what, what do you remember the most? Two things. Um, the shit housery was um, Gordon. You know the lad that chews on bangers. The yeah. amount of rolling around on the floor he was doing, trying to play at, trying to get as many other cards as possible. Mm. Um, um. Goon, and I, st- I know that, that as well, about the black cat forward, I don't about that. But all I've heard when I've been at work and talk sport and this and that and that is they've all gone on about the photo. And all the the main pundits, even the, the, the football players, the um San Colliamores and all that, they've all said, um it's sad basically what 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 they're doing. It's like um the four hundred and fifty million pound squad of Newcastle United beating a team that's not long been up from Division 1 that's uh, got a budget of uh, two lollipops and a shoestring and they're standing outside the way fans taking a photograph right of the Premier League you know they need to get a grip and they need to you know have a really look have a look at themselves what they're doing and this is coming from the main the main pundits Sam, Simon Jordan actually, actually said that um, you know they're not dissing the fact like it was a good win but it's the fact they're celebrating in front of the fans like that because you've to be fair, mate, yeah. that is their first win in ten games, so they've got to celebrate the big moments, right? Um, <laughs> uh, winning the derby day, the equivalent of the Champions League, Trindle equals John Terry times the pair of ten. So you remember when John Terry like didn't even play, puts on his kit, and then goes and gets a photo. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's exactly like that. But every single well, one the of the players did it. The only chance of silver where Newcastle have got, I think Taffy said it, is tinfoil. 
I'm sorry, but they're not going to win any trophies under this new ownership. I, sorry. I don't know. Well, I don't know. Maybe. I've, well, if, if you look at the, the big thing on TalkSport today was FFP. Look, we were banging on about FFP and about how, you know, Newcastle fucking need to sell players to, 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 to buy other ones. So, mm-hmm. like, I think they thought when the Saudis rolled in, that, that was that. Uh, but yeah, I think the reality sort of setting in now is, anything it, you know, it, it's gonna, it's gonna delay this process if you like. You know, so I think that the reality slowly setting in, and, and, and you know, you know, people talking about Sonny Gomez to PSG. I think there's other talk about Longstaff going. Um, so, you know, it's not going to be a quick. It's not going to be as quick as what Man City did it, or Chelsea, in fact. You know, under Bambridge. So yeah. I, th- I think you know. The, the thing well, is, with, the thing is with Man City and Chelsea, they were the first to do it. So they also they just set the trend. They've bought the Ferrari first, haven't they? All Newcastle yeah. are doing is keeping up with another Ferrari. It's not. Yeah. It's not like. It's not like they're the only. They're not the 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 top. They're trying to join the top. It's a bit. It's a bit. Um, it's a bit ironic. And on the FFP side of it, yes, Jim says they were mourning about the FFP and having to sell maybe Gumarez or um, Trippier or, or whoever. Um, but they've, they've wasted sixty odd million on Tonali, who can't play for another yeah. year and a bit because he's he's a gambling addict or something like that. Um, they're just. They're Fans. just. Yeah. Spent a lot on him. They're just, they're just throwing money at players and expecting it to stick. It's what we used to do. We threw money mm. at like we just gotta look at Will Grigg. <laughs> like Will Grigg's gonna save oh, our we're gonna hell. save us gonna save us, we'll throw a couple of million and look what happened there. Like you can't throw well, even Ellis Short um, Ellis Short threw oh. money at mm. players as well, didn't he? Yeah. Tori Andrea yeah. Floor, remember we bought him and he was a fucking donkey. I mean, I actually thought he was gonna be half decent for us, you know. I think we paid fifteen million for him off the top mid. He was Something one of like that. yeah, he was one of our most expensive players, and he was coming to support Quinn and Phillips, right, as a third option. <laughs> uh, that, yeah, that was a short deal, though. Like you know, yeah, but it, it's not it's not a unique situation to them. It's just like it takes them a long time to cotton on to the things that everybody else sees. So they'll not be the first oh. to spend a lot of money. They'll not be the last, but just where they've got the money from, I think a lot of lot of fans, not only Sunderland fans, but fans around the, the world are a bit like, oh, that's a bit weird. And, um, yeah, the trophy thing, um, they can't just buy a trophy. If they could just buy a trophy, like, what what's the point? They've got to earn it on the pitch, and I don't think the current squad is, their current squad is ready for it. We were miles away from their quality on that game, but judging by how they reacted to beating us... And how yeah. they how they how they cried so much about that penalty at PSG, they haven't got the maturity in the players. The, the players have talent, don't get me wrong, but they're just they're not like the likes of Haaland, De Bruyne, um, half the uh, Arsenal squad. Do you know what I mean? Like they're just they're just kids enjoying football and having a lot of money. That's how I see it. Now you just can differ with that if you if you really want to, but. I'm going to go on the flip side of that, though, for us. So, like, I'm sick okay. of talking about them cunts, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, go for it. Go for it. Let, let, let's fucking put them in the bin. I'm sick of them. Uh, <laughs> let's not... Fit- what, what, we, we, what we can't do is, like, you know, we it's the other end of the spectrum where Beatman thinks he's fucking Billy Bean off Moneyball and he can fucking, you know what I mean? It, it, statistics and... But he's going younger with it, you know, that, that sort of, like, stat model. 
he's going, well, actually, I'm going to get younger players on this stat model. And mm. the, the big thing for the Sunderland team now and that game and going forward is experience. Mm-hmm. You've got no experience up top. You've got no experience in the middle of the fucking park. You know, and, and we're lacking that. Yeah, Pritch is there. Maybe he's all nine now, but an experienced dressing room, you've got at least seven to eight fucking late 20s, early 30s pros in that squad mm-hmm. teaching them how to fucking play. You know what I mean? Because it's Burns learning off Burns, especially in the middle of the park. Job's 18, who's learning off fucking Dan Neal, who's fucking, how old is he? 21, 22. 22. Who's learning off Ekwai, who's 21. Right, that's the midfield. You need someone in the centre midfield who's fucking, you know, like a catamole, someone a fucking, who's got a voice, like an Anderson Mm. or whatever, you know what I mean, to to let them learn. And and that's my problem with with the model we've got is these lads are never going to learn and we're going to keep flipping them for big money and getting younger lads in. So it's just, it's like a perpetual wheel we'll never get off. It's a conveyor belt. Well, on that point though, if you look at where we have our best, well, the best experience on that pitch was Pritchard, Ballard on 09. Pritchard and Ballard were our two oldest players. So you're not wrong there. The people with the more experience have the level of heads. Yeah, they're hoping they made some stupid mistakes during the game. But And Pritchard yeah. had a good game. You know, cause yeah. he's, he's, you know, he's been in situations like that before. He, you know, he did have a good game when Lint went off. He had a bit of space and time on the ball. So, yeah, mm-hmm. experience is what we lack. And, and judging by the fucking the, the jungle drums, we're not fucking buying players. You know what I mean? We're not. I'm losing faith in KLD spending money. Like we've got 10 million from the sale of Ross Stewart. If we we if 10 million was all we had in this transfer window, basically we've earned it. Now sell it. Who who are we getting in? Are we getting one player? Or are we getting five young kids again? Mate, mate, that money went on overheads. That money's gone. It's gone on overheads. Mm-hmm. Paying the fucking electricity bill. Paying the claims. That's we, what that money's gone. You're gonna see more of the same this transfer window. Or... Weeks upon weeks of just a terrifying silence coming from the club. And then all of a sudden, I bought the engine from Ukraine, 17-year-old gets mentioned, who nobody's ever heard of. Is it just going to be eight slavery, rape repeat? Is it just going to be the same, same, same? Don't know. That's what, that's I, what think, I'm I think so, mate. I think so, yeah. No, that's what points made for deadline to, to bring players in. Because we're desperate at that point. I think... Oh, it's just reality checks. Mm. Who do you... I know there's mention of Didier Ndong. Uh, Barini was at the game as well. Obviously, he still loves the club. If he was, he wouldn't... Uh, if he uh, hit the club, he wouldn't be back up there just to watch us. Um, who would you have in? Uh, let's say we have an experienced ex Sunland head that is able to still play. Who, who are you looking at? Because we've got... I, think, I, I am Vero Henson. I know Henson might be deluded, but what? Um, yeah, it's but... Sunderland lad, isn't he, Henderson? Yeah, but there's there's too many rumours with the Saudi thing with Henderson, but so no, no, I don't think he's coming back here. We haven't got the money to afford his uh, his desires, shall we say? Um, I, I I genuinely don't know. Maybe it's bringing somebody like Defoe back as a coach, as a as a as a striker trainer. Maybe it's something like that because we need. We need better decision and clinicalness up front. That is where we're, we're struggling at the moment. We're relying on one man. And if that man gets sold for, I think the, the figure people are throwing around is like 20, 25 million. I think we'd have to turn that down for Clark. Um, I th- I th- if, if, if a series big comes in, I think he'll go. 
I think he'll go, mate. The club will snap. How much do we pay for him? Like two million, two and a half million. Is that one? That's a fucking no-brainer, that, because... 25% sell-on fee, though, as well. So who's to say that, you know, next season he's form shit? Form, or he starts playing shit, we sell him for less. I think they'll they'll want to... Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Cash out. I think if a serious big comes in, I, I, I think they'll sell him. You yeah. know, I... I Maybe not. They might not. I might be totally wrong about what where they want to go. But I think if good money comes in, the players are going to get shot. Yeah, I'm. Uh, there's just too. There's just too much like silence from us to to know what they're actually thinking. We know what we want as a fan base. We know we need strikers. I put the ball back of the net. We you know we know we need uh, replacements for um, Huggins and um, Roberts when he's injured. But we. What's that, what's that, Cabby? Sorry, Cabby, I was listening to you. I thought, um. No worries, mate. Always. Paul? So we need a replacement for Serkin as well now, because Serkin could be out for the season. Mm, yeah. Yeah, but that. I've, with Serkin, I think he's already got replacement options in there. Um, but. Again, it, it's not a bad thing to like potentially recycle some of the players that are on the fringe and on the uh, on the out. Um, it got, it got... I, I was looking to see what um, Bill was uh, Bill was talking about. Um, mm -hmm. I think the likes have given Juventus a try and Jensen Seal to try. Or well, instead of Lugo Nine, but then that that can't completely contradicts what Westy's saying about having experienced heads on the pitch. We're getting rid of somebody who's 29, really passionate about the club to put somebody who's 21 and very immature and inexperienced. Kind of, kind of defeats the point. If we're if we're going to constantly play kids, the kids have got to be worldies, and that game proved it. So, um, but but if you look where we are, they are good players because we're six. You oh know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like it's like having it's like having a top end under 20 on under 21 side. You know that—that's what we're watching. But you know, I'm like everyone. We want to progress, and I'm sick of hearing about this. We've got a five-year plan. I've never seen a fucking five-year plan. Have you? No, it's not on paper. No, it's just something that's fucking means put in the ether. Yes, we've got a five-year plan. Like if you've got a fucking five-year plan, tell us what it is. So, and and another thing that that's what he's did, Davison. He, I don't know where they've dragged him. He's apparently a Sullivan fan. Been a son of all of his life, yeah. But he, he looks like we just fucking went to PC world and went, Where's the shop floor manager? Can we just fucking have him and we'll put him in, we'll put him as CEO from Sullivan? He, you know, listen to him speak, he's, he's deadpan, he comes across as like having no knowledge. And obviously, with the last few weeks and the debacle of what's gone on behind the scenes and that, like, who is this bloke? You know what I mean? I, I, we talked about KLD, didn't see anything. This, this fucking bloke, was, no one said anything. Speakman does a bit, and Speakman comes on and talks about transfers and direction of where we're doing with players, but he doesn't talk about anything else. Do you think it's about yeah, time yeah. Some, of the, some of the Sunderland fans piped up and basically hit him in the ghoulies by just asking the question, what do you want from our club? What is your goal? What, what, what do you want? Do you want us to be in the Premier League? What are you here for? You know what I mean? What's your aim? 
they want us to be independent, they want us to be a proper established Premier League club, or mm. are you just quite happy for us to be swimming around with the teams in the Championship? What's your goal? Because we don't know what you're here for, we don't know what your what your game model is. Nobody knows what's going on. Uh, I mean, it, it's for me, like, yeah, the clarity on what our ownerships wants is very rare we've never really had it i think the last time i remember we had like this is what we want from the club this is what we're doing with the area was probably i know it's not a massive massively popular person anymore but now quinn um like that irish consortium era like they wanted to basically a drum a drumville consortium yeah i yeah. mean he loved the fans you know i mean he was all about the fans and that, you know, and i think he that was for him. He, he didn't want to upset the fans, and that's why he, he, he went down. Actually, we need we need other investment to take over this because he wanted the club to succeed, but he he didn't want to be in charge of its downfall. If you know what I mean, so he did the right thing. Yeah, he did. He right. absolutely did the right thing, and he knew what he what he what he'd expect from us if we if we if he screwed it up. But it like it's having the 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 mix of somebody who actually knows what they're doing with somebody who's passionate about the club. Like he was definitely passionate about the club, clear, clear to us, but didn't and, didn't direct us properly. And that's a fucking very good point. Why not fucking get rid of this Davis and Bloke and ask Nan Quinn to come in and sit there? Well, apparently he's already been sacked. What Davison? Yeah, yeah, it's rumours he's gone. Good. Oh, I didn't good riddance. Bye bye. I mean, I mean, he must, he must have been. Somebody needed to be sacked for that, though, didn't they? they, they and it was the clear oh, yeah. and obvious without, choice. Without a doubt, mate, I, I, I'll never forget that. And he is the clear and obvious choice. But like for a replacement, someone like Nar Quinn, who understands the club, Ball. understands the people, or Kevin Ball, you know what I mean? Some, like, I don't give a fuck about if you've got a degree in fucking economics or, you know, you're a businessman. I don't give a flying fuck. I want someone who understands the club uh, and understands the fans. Quinn, Ball, someone like that. Are you surprised why Kevin Ball's never been given? So I don't know. I don't know. If he, has, he, has he got coaching badges? Yes. I mean, he, he was with yeah, our club for, for 25, 30 years. He's. he's... Are, you, are you not? Are you not amazed that the fact like he's never sort of been considered? Because I mean, the shite that we've been dealt up with over these last few years, managers wise or coaches wise, um, and you run about anybody who knows the fans and knows the club and. Gives a bit of passion at him, isn't it? Absolutely. Uh, well, I, I, I'll tell you something about why the, and I think probably the main reason they don't employ people like that, like because if you go when you go to corporate, there's fucking ex players all over the place. Leawe, Malone, Mickey Oswell, you know, mm-hmm. fuck Montgomery's there, fucking he's a stalwart there, you know what I mean? I don't. I think they want yes men. So KLD wants someone who's a yes man. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? It wants someone who sat next to him who won't disagree, who won't upset the apple Whereas someone who's mostly invested into the club will, will probably go against the grain, if you know what I mean. So maybe that's one of the reasons. But, mm-hmm. like, for me, it's it's the link between the fans and the club. It's, it's the big link. And I, and I feel we've lost that. You know what I mean? I know we've got that Red and White Army. Uh, is it the Red and White Army? It's sort of like a... The fans group. Yeah, they're a fans group. I don't know if they sit on board meetings or what. I, I mean, I don't really take much interest in them, and I, I don't know. I don't know what they do. Maybe, maybe I should. I don't understand what what happens behind the scenes a bit more. But I mean, there, there is a there is a disconnect, you know, in my opinion. 
Yeah, um, a couple of points from that though. Um, Akia shows in the chat earlier on her. She goes to those fan meetings all the time, and mm -hmm. the questions are generally just like appeasing. So it'll be like platitudes to the way I the way I read into it. Obviously, everybody who's there is really passionate about the club. They'll ask a question, but the questions are pre-screened, they're pre um, pre-evaluated, and they'll get like the most fluff PC kind of responses out of them. I don't think they have any to change that needs to happen so they're great having a fan group but if you're not asking the right questions the fan group is just it's just a pointless pr exercise in my humble opinion um but also you said about kevin ball and um people who were yes men going out the green one of the first things that kld did six weeks later kevin ball leaves the club it, he it, got made redundant under donald actually kevin ball read into it a little bit more i know like on the surface it's that but it's it's just very strange that he all of a sudden he just goes when there's this transition happening you don't do that you don't like if he's if he's he's a club legend he knows that he's passionate about the club and this this new owner goes i don't want people who are gonna gonna basically challenge me week in week out can you give me somebody who's gonna be there then they get mike dodds don't get me wrong i don't think dodds is a complete yes man but for the most part he is he's good at his job he gets a back end of the players but so could kevin ball so i, I don't know I, I just think like kld needs to just again mature up a little bit and just take the stick when he's when he's earned it when when we're not performing as we want to he needs to just go let, let me listen to what your actual questions are look just um, put a, a thing here um, on my YouTube channel. So someone's um, just I put a post up before about like KLD, what's going on and that. And are you happy with the owner basically? And he's gone, um, look at the previous owner's treatment over the last 30 to 40 years. They've spent fortunes and brought great improvement, and they were ultimately hammered by supporters. It appears to be standard procedure for a lot of supporters. Is it time for some so-called supporters to look at their own behaviour towards the club? Lots of experience got us down into League One and kept us there for long years. What do you reckon to that? Oh, that's so out of touch, mate. That is so out of touch. Mad, isn't it? I, I'm not... You've got... You can't not question the owners. That, you always have to question them. That you know, absolutely leads to fucking you know failure. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter if we're fucking doing well. The questions need to be asked constantly about the club, and you always put pressure on them. You don't fucking give them an inch because it's our club, and we want it to succeed. So I, I you know, leaving them alone is is a fucking non-starter for me. You always question them. Yeah, we're doing okay at the minute, but I'm not I'm not bothered about that. I'm bothered about five ten years down the line where we're going to be, and you know it. It, talk to me a bit more. Tell, tell me this fucking five-year plan. Tell me what this fucking transfer, you know, policy is. We're having to guess it here. We're, we're guessing that you're just going for kids. Well, if you've got a, a master plan of what we're going to buy this player and that player, or we want to be here at this point, fucking tell the fans. Because like I said last week, KLD's fucking said nothing. Davison said nothing. No, I mean, it's, 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 yeah, so I always question the board. I, 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 I always think that in performance-based roles in any ways, 
if it's a performance-based role, if football, darts, sales, um, literally anything that requires an improvement in numbers, an improvement in skill, an improvement in anything, you need to be questioned why you aren't improving. If you're stagnating, then you are on the way out, and then there needs to be succession planning. So we could have the best player for 10 years, but one, like, let's say... Let's say Chris Rigg, um, Dale brings up Chris Rigg um, earlier on. Chris Rigg's 16, he has 10 quality years of just constant improvement, and then he's at his peak, visit, peak fitness for three years. We've had him for that entire time. How do we get to the next person who's the new Chris Rigg? How do we get to the new one? Because as soon as that person starts to dip, we all start to dip. So it, that's, that's the whole nature of a a performance-based thing if our current squad is the best it's going to be in the next 10 years why why are we not going well actually we're, we're blaming Corey Evans for being unfit in terms of the maturity in the middle of the park but Dan Neal stepped up um maybe a little too early for what I would consider as a natural um curve for him but he stepped up to it Equaz had a really good couple of games got injured and then he's fell off a bit it's relying on kids who need that. Then you brought it up earlier, Wesley. You, they need that experience to to learn from. They're just thrown in there and learning on the cuff. Now, is that the new modern way? Is that the the way something want to go forward? Probably, because it's cheaper. But if it's purely about money, and again, sales revenue, that's a performance thing. If it's purely about money for KLD, if he wants to put more money into it, the easiest way for to put more money into this club is to get us on telly more to get us promoted where we're on telly and we have a big commercial deal into it so it is literally do the right things to get us promoted mm. if that's what his goal is mm. <laughs> so, we, 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 we will never know we never fucking says anything uh, um, uh, there is those monthly meets with the red and white army um, but again other than what they say afterwards there's no real like how the press conferences are with with <laughs> What on earth is With those pre press conferences and stuff like that, it, it just doesn't feel like any change happens after them. So what's the point of them? Right, look, we're, we're going to ride the season out now, aren't we? we, we yeah. The, so... I'll sort of... I'll take these games that come like they always do. Mm -hmm. uh, but I'll, I'll, you know, as far as where the club's going, that has to be assessed in, in the summer. And... We'll see. I, th I, I, I don't think they want to be promoted. If I've got to be totally honest with you, I, I mean, think they'll be happy. For, they'll be happy for another season in the championship. That's what I think. And I, I and think the majority of the fans would be happy with being in the championship for another season. If... Look, he's ready to go up, so maybe it is the right decision. Mm. But if I'd rather them just come out and say, "Look, we're not ready to go up," all right? We're not. We're not you know, they'll never do that. Like. You know what I mean? They'll, they'll say, "Oh yeah, we want to get promoted." I think they're going to they're happy for another season in the championship, and and I think if we went up anyway, we we come straight back down. But again, if we went up, came down, there's parachute payments and all that stuff, so there's more money and more TV revenue. I get that, but uh, their goal at the minute is to fucking tread water. Yeah, keep keep it going. Um, Jim says, "To be fair, last last." Um, this time last year we were sick for currently sick so I'll give the owner fit, owners the benefit of the doubt they could have sold um, Jack Clark in the summer but they didn't um, but, but for me if it is ambitious to grow and to get better 
you've just got to be humbled by that result against Newcastle. We're clearly, we would clearly struggle in the Premier League with this current squad. So we need, we need, we need better talent. It's as simple as that. Um, or better game management. I, I don't know, but it, it, results need to improve. Um, I think realistically, though, we're probably we're starting tomorrow in sixth because um, Hull and Norwich they've crumbled today. So um, we we guaranteed to start well, to start well, tomorrow right. in playoffs. Uh, Hull uh, finished two one. Um, Norwich took a two goal lead and then uh, Hull got a goal back in the ninety first minute. Um, so that's that's us for that. But um, that means we start tomorrow at least in um, in sixth. I don't know mean if it means we start the game in sixth, but we've got that little bit of cushion, that little bit of security. If we pick up a point or two, we're, we're staying in that playoff marks. And if we stay in the playoffs, we can we could do what Nottingham Forest did, finish last in the playoffs and and go up. And um, maybe we'll do what Luton do. Um, but I think there's just such a gap at the moment. Let's just let's, mm. let's just take fucking each game, mate. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> let's take each game. I, I don't want to start sounding like fucking Newcastle podcast where they got. Oh, look! Uh, if you win the FA Cup, we can run in the Europa League, and we can win that. Yeah. Let's just fucking take Ipswich <laughs> away this weekend. Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, from the Ipswich game, then are you, are you expecting anything? Um... It, de- it depends. If we perform like we oh. did when we first played them, maybe. But it's under different management, and it's in a different like run of form. And they're second now. Yeah, do you know what? Let's go with your predictions first, and then we'll work out what our general feeling is around that. So, uh, Jacob, what's your prediction for the Ipswich game tomorrow? Uh, I'm going with a one-one draw. Okay, Westy. Uh, I'll second that. Okay. Draw. Two two one 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 draws. That's that's half telling already. Paul, uh, I'm going to say we're going to go down there and we're going to get a two one victory. Ooh, okay. Cabby. Oh, this is a hard one, isn't it? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I, 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 I can't really call it. I'm. I can't say anything else but uh, an Ipswich win. Well, okay. I'm wrong, but. Three nil Ipswich. Three. Okay, that's not no confidence at all. Um, I'm probably going to see a one nil win. That's it. Nothing spectacular. Cush, uh, not a cushy game. Quite a struggle. Um, end to end. But I think it's just about who gets that one moment for me. Um, they could definitely get it with. Um, well, to be fair, they're, they're brilliant well, we, for a goal this season, aren't they? We, I remember we played them. We didn't play that bad, did we? Start of the season. No, um, it was that weird deflection. We had two games in a row where they... Oh, uh, that was it, aye. The, the fucking deflection was, I remember now. Broadhead. <laughs> Broad, yeah, Broadhead shot yeah. deflected in. Yeah. Uh, Dean's going for a 2-1 win as well. Um, Lonsdale. Sorry. <laughs> Name's going to be Lonsdale from now on, uh, David. Um, 2-0 loss with Fenequa on goal. So... <laughs> right, he fucking hates Equa. He's, you know... He's not very fair on the lad. I think he's talented, David. Uh, he is good. Acacia's going for a two-two draw. So there's a very mixed bag from from what we're seeing and just in this chat. Obviously, Ted Ted comes in with his six nils on every single week, and one day you will I, be I, true. Ask David this: Would he rather have Dylan McGee or, or fucking Ekwa? Oh, remember him, McGoo or McGook? For some, I I said McGook. Dylan McGook, but. 
Yeah, I mean, he didn't. I remember <laughs> Davy like absolutely slating on Naren Osworthy as well because he was just like a hoofball specialist. But yeah, well, the thing with Davy is he'll, he'll find it, he'll, he'll pick someone and they go, Right, I hate this fucker for the whole season. <laughs> <laughs> Could he not pick him, Dullamore, mate? That's mine, that's mine yeah. this season. Jesus, and, and last season, I fucking couldn't stand down there. I, 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 honestly, I was like, I was like, oh, he can't fucking. He doesn't know where he is. He can't hold the ball up. He's thirty seconds behind. To be fair, this season he's playing a lot better, so I'll take that back. He has improved. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah. I've, so we've got we've got plenty of variety coming up in this in this Ipswich game. If we if we boil it back down to what do we think Beale's got to do to get the win here? Because I don't tr like he he'll, he's becoming a, a worse version of Mowbray in terms of game tactics for me. So, what does he actually need to do in the game to make sure like we actually win it? I'll go with Cabby because he's uh, he's tapped his screen there. What does Bill need to do tomorrow? Well, of course, it depends on who's got available. I don't know what strikers he's got, what not. Mm -hmm. Um. Well, put it this way, I think he needs to be a bit more sensible with his subs if, it, if the game plan ain't working. Um, I thought it was a bit of a joke, mm -hmm. you know, not bringing any changes on for that amount of time when we're playing Newcastle, like he froze or something. Um, yeah, I just want to say, if, if it isn't working, if things aren't looking good, then I want to see him make a change rather than just being stagnant and just keeping it the same and keeping it the same and then, oh, I'll, I'll make some changes in the 84th minute. Yeah, just yeah, just keep like we're only one behind. Let's let's keep the game plan going. Yeah, um, <laughs> Andy says no fucking around at the edge of the box would be a good start. And um, Deal says what I'm kind of thinking: Meander and the tank man up front. I think put two up front, change the tactics. Why not? We've just come off a hefty defeat. Um, in the league, we're doing okay, but get Clark to actually feed the ball in the box into those strikers I think now that Russian's got his goal <laughs> oh Davey starting 11 that doesn't include Equa fair enough uh, I get it <laughs> uh, Paul what are you saying what's Bill going uh, it's interesting for me though because uh, Ipswich are actually missing a kind of few players uh, for this game uh, mm -hmm. George Hurst I think is uh, he's he's injured. One of their main strikers. Mm -hmm. well, uh, he's out, uh, and they've got a player suspended uh, for actually this game as well. So uh, I don't know really, but uh, I, I was looking. I was watching a press conference he done yesterday. Who be? Bill said he actually knows Kevin McKenna. Uh, so it will be interesting actually what team he does put out uh, against Ipswich. Very, very quickly before I move on to Westy on that press conference, it, it really, he said something about the Newcastle game having scouts. 
that to me was kind of concerning. I know the scouts had every single game, but like that was a key yeah, focus of his press conference. It's it doesn't feel much. Uh, after the game. Mm-hmm. Westy. What are you saying? Oh. What does what does Bill need today? B's your own man, I guess. I think he's you know still kicking the Morbury tactics down the road, but he's when you watch now, it's not he likes to see it. he likes a bit of the passing game, possession game, you can see that. Mm-hmm. Whereas Morbury was fucking balls out for ninety minutes, which we loved. You know what I mean? We loved it, it was entertaining. I think Bill's a bit more concerned, like, you know, we'll get the lead and he'll sit on that lead. You know, the Mags game, we sat and sat and sat. We, yeah, it was an own goal, but he, he was waiting for an opportunity. So I think that's where the way the game's going to go with this. Yeah, I think he's probably not going to underestimate the switch. They're a good fucking team. That's a, um, that's a really good point. I, I, if, but again, if you look, I think we'll see the same 11 here, thereabouts. Mm-hmm. Um, because we are limited. Uh, we, we're desperately in the need of replacement of Patrick Roberts because... Jack is just going to be fucking isolated again. Uh, Pritch, although he, he, I love Pritch, but he, he, he can't last 90. He was fucking ball bagged against the Mags. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You, you could say that. Uh, I, I love him, but I wish we had him like fucking six, five, six years ago when he was fucking really good. You know, so. Do you reckon it's Abdullah Bar or French Dave to replace Roberts for, uh, the, for the interim? Well, that's, you look at the bench, man, I'm like, I'm not inspired. Yeah, you know, what I mean, it's 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 Burns, it, it, it's Burns, and and I think it'll 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 be tight game management, and that's why you know a draw or a fucking another one one or something like, or a tight one nil, I think mm-hmm. is the way it's gonna go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so do you know when you said though it's the weight game, it's the Beal way of playing rather than just on the sleeve kind of thing it reminds me a lot of how Chelsea actually won the Premier League it was 1-0s 2-0s and just absolutely just sit back on the ball and... oh, but didn't he have like fucking Makaleli in that oh yeah yeah, yeah. he has people who actually <laughs> put the ball in the back of the net and then Elka and what have you and um, yeah it's just I think that's what he's trying to instill like that discipline which I think again might give more experience to our, our squad so I, I'm going to give it a little bit more time before I, I, I completely do the uh... he's, he's inherited that that team so mm-hmm. you can only piss with the cock you got so we're not going to get well unless something miraculous happens over the transfer window I think we're just going to see more of the same yeah well, it depends who we get in. I think, like you said, Roberts needs replacing, so there's a right winger that we need. Uh, Jim says, if we score next, if we score first, we have a 100% win rate under Beal. So there's a there's a nice start, I guess. Yeah, it's, a, it's a good start, I like that start. Um, so being a bit cautious is better than gung-ho. Um, and obviously, the Coventry game is just one of the worst performances I've seen oh, in a very, very long time. So no, as long as we don't play like that. It's fucking grim. It's, yeah. Oh. <laughs> Dale, Dale brings up a good point because you said he was a bit isolated. What about Bellingham on the wing? He needs a rest, in my opinion. I don't know what the rest of the lads think. He's, he's, he's I a, think he needs a rest. He is, a, yeah, overused. Um, yeah, I think I think Bellingham's just gone missing from far too many games. He's done even that. He's on the pitch. Yeah, he's, yeah, he needs to rest his head and his body, I think. like It's just a waste of space on that pitch at the minute. 
Well, I said um, on the last watch long, it was like he's been really, like, really, really good in about five, six games, which is about 25% of the games so far this season. I'd much rather rest him a game and then him been, been on fire for two of those games. That's 66% of games rather than one and he's four. He's 18, man. He's, a, he's, he's fucking 18. He's a bad. He needs to be swapped around, though. But Madman. Yeah. Um, finally, Jacob, what does Bill need to do? Uh, <laughs> I really do not know, to be fair. Don't be shit, that's all. To actually put a team... To still put a similar team to... Do similar to Preston. You know, and not... All about say, really. We can't think about else. Fair enough. You're not paid to either, though. Just put the ball in the back of the net. Who's getting paid? Smudge. <laughs> <laughs> Beal's getting, getting paid, apparently, yeah, I think. <laughs> uh, you better, uh, like I said, performance. you got to put them in. Um, I think what we've got... We, so, the, the issue we have with this, right, we're, we're about to wrap up. Obviously, we've got the Ipswich game tomorrow. But next week, we've got the uh, the whole game on the Friday evening, so this show will have to uh, bump a day. Um, I'll move that to the, this to the Saturday, and we'll do the watch-along for the whole game on Friday evening. So if you want to join in for that, by all means, pop in. Um, but we've done the Ipswich uh, predictions. I know it's a, a, a game away, and we could have could have injuries. We could have a, a completely different um, starting eleven, and we're signed at, at the, I don't know, the world's best man for two pence. What we're saying for a quick prediction against the whole game, and then we'll uh, we'll enjoy the rest of our evenings. So, go back to front this time, Cabby. For the whole game, did you say? For the whole game. At the Stadium of Light. I wasn't impressed with Hull. Um, I'm going to quote this this year, so I'll go for another. I'll go for two and out someone. I like that you flipped it around. You went from three 0 to two now. Okay, that's that's a very sullen thing to do. Uh, yeah. I'm going to go for a. Um, I think we're going to match. We're going to match what we did. Well, what they did tonight and beat them two one. Um, they they kind of struggle away from home. They're not. They're not. <laughs> not too bad, but um, they're there for the take. And if we really, really want to, Akisha agrees with me. Paul. Uh. Well. Uh, 3-1 1 Sunderland. The 2-1 win and the 3-1 win for you. I like that. Very confident, man. Six points out of six. I like it. I'll take it. <laughs> Wesley, what are you going for, mate? A fucking dross, nil-nil. 1-1, nil-nil. You've got the confidence um, everybody aspires to have. <laughs> Jacob, mate, go for it. 2-1, Sunland. Four points out of the next two games, I think, is a happy goal for everybody to have. So, fair enough. Um, I've got a mate who's a Hull supporter, and he says they are... I mean, they're, they're seventh. If they're seventh and, and crap... We're, so, we're, so probably it's Hull 3-0. We're, we're, we're very similar. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just... We're two roller coaster for our own goods, both of, both of these teams. Two, two positives, mate, and negatives, mate. 
Oh, so it's going to be nil-nil and, like, five red cards. <laughs> All right, everybody, catch you on the watch along tomorrow. Thank you for being here, legends. And um, catch you in a bit. Bye. 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 See you later. See you later. Hey, that's rude. <laughs>